We study and yeah. go to a board and get drilled with questions, and it's True. all about your confidence and appearance, and that's really what fucking matters. And your PT test and I your know. weapon score. That's the, like literally the Air Force is like you can kind of look like a shit bag, you can be overweight, but as long as you're fucking great at your job, like yeah, or at least appear to be that way, you know what I mean? Especially on paper, and yeah. you can test well, and you're good. Honestly, the, the more that he talked shit and didn't think I could make it, and the more I looked the into more it, more you wanted to do it. Yeah, not even just to prove him wrong, but just to be like, once I actually realized it was something I really wanted to do, because I think that makes a huge difference. Like, if you're doing something just to prove people wrong, you're probably not going to make it. But if you're doing something because you're passionate about it and you use that, like all the bullshit, as motivation to help you, I think that's a good thing. Just feel Remember the day when you Fucking on deployments, you have the wives riding the first iron and the commander complaining about how we have to work with men and how they think that we want to fuck their yep. husband. I'm like, bitch, nobody wants your no, fat ass husband. Nobody. He is disgusting. Believe me. Yes. We used to live for the nights that we'd always forget, but I just want to hit like I We are back, bitch. and you are listening to Big T Energy with your hosts, Tiffany Hart and Angie Nylon. On today's episode, Angie and I briefly discuss our military experience, women in the military, issues that we have encountered, and also sexual assault. Angie was in the Army for eight years, and I am still currently serving in the Air Force 15 years later. So therefore, I need to state that every single thing in this podcast and every podcast that I've ever done are my views, my personal opinions, and my personal experiences. They do not represent the United States government, the United States military, the United States Air Force, or the United States Air Force Seer Specialist career field. Again, these are my views, opinions, and experiences only and do not represent the views, experiences, and opinions of anyone else. If you happen to like the topics of this episode and want to hear more, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify with five stars and tell us what you like about it so much. And without further ado, the episode, ladies and gentlemen. As a capacity, football my gravity. Always with the drama, swear you win an academy. Should have listened to my mama when he said he was bad for me. People been savagery, all your friends out of me. All them whole snacks and nigga watching his calories. It's, I'm, it's, I'm not used to seeing you without your eyelashes on. Don't judge me. I'm not. I love, I love. Naked glory. Listen, I love the way you look. I think you look like so cute. Mm. And you like, look like a caveman. No, you do not. I think you look. <laughs> first of all, you always look like sexy, but I think you look very cute and like mm. girl next doorish. Yeah, I'm like young looking without makeup on, without the eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. It's probably because you took them off because you slept in makeup the last two days. Yeah. Well, and I washed my hair and everything. So Dude. I bet I, you feel I like get up early to get Izzy tomorrow so I was like let me fucking just wash everything everything my makeup in the morning yeah I bet you feel like a whole new woman washing my hair and everything <laughs> just like everything <laughs> yeah that's what me I need too. to do I know well I guess before we begin I have to make an official statement y'all because you know just this this way it goes since we're talking about women in the military we're gonna be talking about a lot of shit in the military and everything that I am going to say does not reflect the opinion or views of the United States government, United States military, United States Air Force, or the SEER career field. This is my own opinion and views, and that is it. So we'll just get that out of the way here. Um, AKA, don't come crying if you don't like our opinion. Exactly. 
It's literally my opinion. Shut the fuck up. Um, and here's the thing too. It's our personal experience. Everyone has different experiences. So, you know, just because I might have dealt with something doesn't mean someone else has, or just because you dealt with something doesn't mean that I have. Yeah. Um, I guess throughout this whole thing, um, no matter what your gender is or your job is or whatever, maybe just um, listen with an open heart and an open mind. Um, if you are a man, maybe listen to understand, put yourself in our shoes. Um, same thing with, women, I guess, some women in a sense. And if you are, if you are a woman and you have dealt with any type of sexual assault or harassment, uh, we're going to be talking about this in this episode. So it could be triggering for some. And I uh, just want you to be aware that this, these are things we're talking about. So if you're not ready to hear about it yet, recommend maybe to like hit this episode up later on down the line. So. Smart. Yeah. Just, you know, smart everyone, idea to say that. I didn't even think about that. I know like, everyone's just in their own, you know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. in their own time, their own healing. Like I know there's, there has been some times in the past I was not ready to hear shit. Yeah. Or face it. No, I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, for sure. First off, you were in the army. Yes, it was. For how long? Almost eight years. Holy fuck. Mm. I keep forgetting how long you were in for. Yeah, I was a baby when I joined. So like, why did you join? Why was it the army? What was your job? Like, tell us all a little bit about it. Um, I joined, you know, I honestly don't even really know the whole psychological reason behind it but I just like from the time I was in like ninth or 10th grade I was like oh I'm gonna join the military and my family was like yeah okay like you need the military but okay because I was so like hard-headed and such a little shithead that they were like you don't listen to us your teachers like you think you're gonna go somewhere and listen to people telling you what to do like all the time and having to like get up early and do all the things but in my mind, I don't know if it was because I was always so heavily involved in sports, but I loved like the camaraderie and like a team aspect of it. And I also was a little bit of a wild child and I was like, I don't want to go to college and have to do work like schoolwork. Let yeah. me go to the military and like party and not have homework and travel around <laughs> and do all the, you know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, there's so much about it that I fucking loved, but like so I don't know. Yeah, I was just, I always wanted to fucking go in. And then um, and then I did. Um, my first job, I was a fucking 88 Mike, so a truck driver. Oh my God, <laughs> then, really? Yeah, dude. I fucking love um, that. I didn't, I didn't score so hot on the asphalt because like I <laughs> clearly stated I was not a fan of high school. And you were like, um, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Not realizing. Let me go drive them trucks. <laughs> not realizing. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> has everything to do with your job because I did the same. I was like, I don't give a fuck about the ASVAB. And I was like, this is actually important. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but actually like being a truck driver is like not what you'd think it is. You know, like it's actually a lot of fun. And especially like when people deploy and shit as truck drivers, they're driving generally like the big trucks or they're being gunners or they're doing something. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the times truck drivers are not just driving fucking trucks like people think, but yeah, still fucking was stupid and I didn't like it. Um, so when I was in Afghanistan in 2014 is when they started changing all the 
I don't even know what it'd be, the fucking rules or whatever for women in combat. And they mm-hmm. opened up field artillery to females. So I re-enlisted immediately for that. And then I was like one of the first females in the field artillery. That's I was a female, so awesome. first female NCO. So Hell it was, yeah. yeah. So I switched into that for um, the rest of my time in. Mm-hmm. Why the I army? I loved that. Why the, why'd you pick the army? Um, Dude, so actually I went to the Marine Corps first and I had, well, I still have um, a cyst on my nerve on my wrist and I'd have to have surgery on that to go into the Marine Corps and like then wait I think it was like a year or two year period of like healing time or whatever where the army would take me right away yeah without having to get surgery so I was like done later dude like <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah so. wait so then why did you get out then um because I was diagnosed with my heart disease Shit. So the army was like, oh, we don't love you as much as you love us. So sorry, but we have to break up with you. That sucks. Bye. Would you have stayed in? Do you think you would have stayed in the whole time? Fuck yeah. Really? Absolutely. Dude, I drank all the Mm Kool-Aid. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, when I saw you in uniform and your hair, I was like, oh, this bitch. Like, she is. Dude, yeah. I looked the part. Yeah. And that's why they loved me. And because I was good at PT. So they were like, oh. That's the only thing the army cares about. Like, you're good at PT. You look good. We fucking love you, dude. Yeah. It doesn't matter how dumb you are. We love you. What about what about being so, good at your job, though? The army does not care a whole lot about that. <laughs> I promise you. Do. Like, obviously, some of it matters. But the army's main concern is, like, your fucking PT standards. Like, there are so many people who are amazing at their job. Amazing at their job. But they might not be as good at PT and they don't really look the part and like yeah. their command is just kind of like whatever, dude. you dude, know, the Air it's, Force. It's wild. Is the exact opposite. Yeah, because you guys have to like take a test and shit to get promoted where we study yeah. and go to a board and get drilled with questions. True. And it's all about your confidence and appearance. And that's really what fucking matters. And your PT test. I know. And your weapon score. That's the, like literally the Air Force is like you can kind of look like a shit bag. You could be overweight, but as long as you're fucking great at your job, like, yeah, or at least appear to be that way, you know what I mean? Especially on paper and you can yeah. test well, then you're good. Not my dumb ass. I know. I'd forget everything the moment I sat down for the test. Be like, wait, what is my name? Who am I? <laughs> How do I spell it? Am I a male or am I a female? I don't even remember today. <laughs> you never know nowadays. You never know. That's true. That's true. That's, so... Was like, so what do you miss the most about it? And then what is one thing that you were like so happy that you don't have to deal with anymore? Um, I miss the people. Yeah. The most. The like the community. Yeah. Because I know you said the camaraderie um, was like something that you really were looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So I absolutely loved all of that. Um, the only thing I'm happy I don't have to deal with anymore is I'm happy I don't have to fucking wake up early and do army PT because army PT is bullshit. Yeah. And it doesn't help you get in shape. And it's a fucking waste of my time. Were you doing like de- <laughs> dead bugs and stuff? Dude, I don't even know what the arm circles. You such dumb shit. Because that's what I did it when I was at um, static line when, you, when you're airborne. We we're like in mm-hmm. the pit and they're like trying to smoke us. And I say smoke us and like quotation marks because it's you're just with conventional army and they're making us do like arm circles and dead bugs and I'm like what the fuck is this because I'm used to like sear smoke sessions where you're like you feel like your legs about to fucking break no 
do like PRT and all the dumb things. I don't know. It's like it took so much time to stretch out and shit that yeah. like you barely got a workout in. And then especially like when you're running, a lot of times they go super fucking slow for the slow people. It's just it does not. Yeah. It doesn't fucking help. In my opinion, the army would be so much better off if like you do PT on your own. And if you fail your fucking PT test, you're out of the army. That's point blank. Like, you shouldn't have to hold your hand for everything. You're fucking grown ass adults. Dude, literally you have to like fail your PT test like 15 times in the Air Force and then you might. It's so yeah, strange. I think it's a few times in the army too. Yeah, or just make those people fucking do it. If they fail their PT test, make them do PT instead of doing remedial PT. Is usually what they'll do is more bullshit. You know, I never understood. I like. I think this is so funny. I'm like, you literally, like, it's literally part of your job to get paid to work out. Yeah, you have a free fucking gym. You are required to stay in shape. No, there's no like not many other jobs out there like where you have to keep taking like a physical like fitness test yearly it's part of what you have to do so yeah. part of me is just like it's like any other thing you have to upkeep why is it so difficult when they give you access to it all the time you're just being a lazy fuck yeah it's not but a lot of times soldiers would always use the excuse like they're too tired to go to the gym after work because you know they have to be there at six o'clock in the morning to do pt and everything and it's like i fucking get it like nobody at the end of a long ass day when you've been there for basically 12 fucking hours like the last thing people are going to want to do is go to the gym. Sure. So it's like, I understand that, but still like you got to be in shape. So if they take that away and you just come in at nine, like the air force usually kind of does like, yep, they don't do PT. So yeah, I mean, if people didn't have to come in until nine, they could either fucking sleep in and be well rested and go to work and then go to the gym after. Or if they like to work out in the morning, go to go work out before you go to work and then be fucking done. In our, in our job description and documentation that all of our commanders have who are in charge of us, they have to give us a minimum of like three hours a day, I think it is. Or is it, I don't know. I take that back. Maybe it's a minimum of an hour and a half a day to work out PT, like of, on our own, like see your guys. That's fucking awesome. I know. So I will say this. I do know some guys in our job do take advantage of it and probably don't do it, but they're supposed to because we obviously have an additional PT test that we have to take. Yeah. Yeah. For our own job. I know. Yeah. Aww. But I wouldn't know. No, no, okay. I would have no joy. I, would, <laughs> I love, I actually love working out. So it's like, yes, let's go. Yeah. But you want to work out how you want to work out. You don't want to work out how some fucking just dumbass. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. No, I know. I even hate it. Well, that's what's funny is so like when I was in high school, so I went to high school and I, I was lost as fuck, dude. And I had no clue what I wanted to do. Like, I felt like everyone had their, their whole life lined up. You know, like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get this. Everyone was with their, like, the person they wanted to marry. I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? In high school? Yeah. I know. And I, I felt like I had to have all my shit together. And I was lost and stressed. And so I went to college my first year on a full ride track scholarship. And I fucking hated it. Like, I actually always liked working out. But that was the first time in my life that I actually despised working out. Because I was forced to like eat a certain way and work out a certain way. And it was just like a chore yeah. now. And I didn't yeah. like it. So I felt like I was kind of just wasting my time in college. So I was like, I'm taking some time off. I need to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. One of my really good high school buddies was like going to join like combat control in the Air Force. And he was like gassing it up and talking about how amazing it is. And like you get free school and you travel around the world. You get to serve your country like. You know, like all these amazing tons of ass, <laughs> tons of all the dick you want. Uh, 
And at the time I was like, ew, <laughs> ew, <laughs> David. <laughs> um, and then I was like, sure, dude, I'll like check out the recruiter with you. Funny thing is he actually ended up going into the army. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is he too dumb? Too dumb for the Air Force? No, but he just like, I guess he liked that better. I don't know. Um, so I talked to the recruiter and the minute I went in, um, I saw like this job just brochure. It was like all like all these badass dudes on it, like skydiving and like, you know, like with guns and shit. And there was all these physical standards on there. And there was all this extra money on there too. And like all these other things that you could do and explore in the world. And I was like, I want to fucking do that. And I was a swimmer for the state for 12 years. So like I was a good swimmer along with a track runner. And then on top of that, I was considering doing nursing. So I was like, dude, I'll be a PJ all day long. Like, let's do it. And I went to the recruiter. I was like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, yeah, females can't do that. And I got to be honest. I was very much like you. I was very like hard headed, stubborn. Like my parents didn't think I would do well in the military at all. Cause like you don't do good with people telling you what to do. Yeah. And I was a free spirit as well. And I also never took no as an answer. Like when they were like, yeah, chicks can't do this. I was like, I'll fucking show you. Yeah. And so yes, the fuck we can. in this case, I was like, this is bullshit. I was mad. And I was like, well, what can, like, what's similar that I can do? Cause I need something challenging. And they're like, try here. Like you do camping and stuff. And you're like, you got to talk a lot. And my mom's like, that's great. She never shuts up. Yeah. Yeah. You're great at that job. <laughs> great at talking. And you got to like kill some rabbits. And I was like, what? I remember immediately, I don't know if you ever dealt with this immediately too, but immediately the recruiter was like, I got to be honest, you're probably not going to be good at the job. I was like, well, why is that? He's like, I'm just saying, you don't really look like the girls who would do this job. Oh, yeah. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, I'm just letting you know, like, I only know, he's like, I only know of one female that's in in the job that I've seen with my own two eyes. And like, you, like, you look more, like, he was trying to figure out a way to say it. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't trying to call me, like, just feminine. Like, you might be too girly for the job. Yeah. He's like, you really want to eat rabbit eyeballs? And he's already trying to talk me out of it. But then again, they get like a bonus if we fucking make it, which is so funny with those jobs. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, dude, I want, and honestly, the the more that he talked shit and didn't think I could make it and the more I looked into it. The more you wanted to do it. Yeah. Not even just to prove him wrong, but just to be like, once I actually realized it was something I really wanted to do, because I think that makes a huge difference. Like if you're doing something just to prove people wrong, you're probably not going to make it. But if you're doing something because you're passionate about it and you use that like all the bullshit as motivation to help you. I think that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. So I worked out and I'm, I couldn't do a single fucking pull up, bro. Like not a single one. I had, you know, at the time, I think back in 2006, you had to do like six to get in, but now it's like 10. And, yeah. uh, so like my parents got me a personal trainer. I was like, okay, cool. Um, we can go into all that shit later, like all the shit that I had to deal with. Cause even the same yeah. thing happened in basic in boot camp. Every single, every single boot camp instructor was like, the minute word got around that this chick was trying out for Sear, every one of them had to come up to me and say something. Whether it was I was gonna fail, whether it was like, do you even know what you're fucking getting into? I can't believe this is the job you wanna do. You're, you don't look like the part. You're not definitely not going to make it like all these things. Like everyone was talking shit. And then there were some people who were trying to give me advice, but they never, they didn't do anything about the job. Yeah. Well, at least they were trying to like be a little bit supportive. <laughs> My boot camp instructor 
made me do an inspection with him. He was like, trainee, do you know that they're going to put you in a box and they're going to call you a bitch all day long? And I was like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? <laughs> Little did I know he's talking about the interrogation portion of training that I teach. Like, you know? Oh, yeah. So I was just like, what the fuck? And then the shit show started, like, when I got there. Like, it was even worse. This continuous got worse. So... We can get into all Dude, that. Dude, you put me in a box and call me a bitch all day. I'm just going to take a fucking nap and laugh. I know, right? I would just try I would, me. Yeah, like, let's fucking try go. Try me. Let's yeah. go. But no, so like, I mean, super, I'll do a long story short right now because we can get into all this bullshit later, but graduated. Uh, first female in over eight years. And and then um, I don't. I was actually trying to look it up too because like, I know when the w- women were allowed to join the military, but I don't even know when Seer was open to females because Seer was only open to males for a really long time and then females were eventually let in. Yeah. And I can't, I don't even know, like, which is crazy to me. Um, and the only reason why I know that I have been the first to accomplish like a handful of things in my career field is because all the chiefs and all the higher ups told me. Yeah, that's how I found out too. Like when I got promoted, um, it was like my first sergeant or something. He was like, "Hey, you're the you're the first female that's been promoted to E five in this job." And Crazy, I was like, right? What? Yeah, I like I never would have known unless he would have told me. And like yeah. they thought they were like cool as shit because they had that. They were part of it. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing is like none of these things I knew about beforehand, and then you find out months later, a year later, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And Part of me was actually, every time I heard it, I was sad. Yeah. A little bit. Like, it was it was cool. It also felt like a lot of pressure. But on top of that, I was sad because I was like, how I am love I- love the pressure. How am I the first one, though? Like, in my head, I'm like, how am I the first one in this? You know, like, I mean, why? There's got to be a first. I know. I guess Some people just don't want to do that, though, you know? I mean, there's not a lot of females who actually want to do it. And I think it goes into, like, what you were saying with, People who are doing it just to prove people wrong are not going to make it. Like if they're passionate about it and want to prove people wrong, then they're good to go. But a lot of the girls who are just like, oh, I'm going to show them that girls can do it. And they have no actual like will or drive or passion for that. Then they're going to give up when it starts getting tough. Oh, I know. So men and women, I've seen it time and time again. Oh, for sure. But like, because I know guys, I know a few right now who, um, who, seem like they just wanted to go like special forces or into that job because they wanted to like prove themselves to someone or to themselves. And it, they just put her out and they're like, yeah, yeah they I'm just want to be able to say, I have that. Oh, I did that. But they and don't have like a passion for it. At the end of the day, the passion is what's going to drive you through when the shit hits the fan. And by the way, it's going to hit the fan often. Yeah. Dude, that, so I was, um, I was signed up to be one of the first females to go to that to first Ranger? class of Ranger school. I was wondering. And it was, yeah, it was when I was in the 101st and I had to like do all this shit for the brigade, like pass the PT test and go to like Ranger PT and all this shit to even be able to like do it. And my mom came down. I think she came down for my reenlistment or something. She came down there and my sergeant major was like, oh, we're so proud of her for going to ranger school, all this shit. Then I found out that we had to shave our fucking heads. And I was like, dude, I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And they were like, yes, you are. I was like, no, I'm not. I had to go and have a sit down with my fucking brigade command sergeant major and commander and explain to them that I wouldn't go because I had to cut my hair. And they thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. And I was like, look, it's my hair. 
But like, that wasn't even the thing. I was like, listen, if I was like truly wanted to do this because I wanted to be a ranger, that would be one thing. I was like, but I don't. I simply want to go to prove that females can do it. Sure. Yeah. And like for the tap, like to try, you know, try. But I was like, I, I'm not. No, fuck no. Yeah. I was like, you know how many motherfuckers go through there and fail as men? Like. No, no, thank you. Not risking it today. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Have I, a good day. I feel that I, I remember the email that went out around that time. And I was, I thought to myself, cause I, I felt similarly. Right. Yeah. Like, and it, I don't think it was nef- definitely never a cocky thing. It was like, listen, we know not all females can make it just like not all men can make it. Yeah. We know there's going to be a less percentage of women who want to go in and try it, number one. But we also know there's going to be less percentage who make it just because it's the way our bodies are built and like, you know, just, you know, different shapes and what we can sustain and what we cannot. However, yeah. I I think both of us knew that like, that, dude. Yeah, that wasn't my passion. My my friend that I went to high school with, she was actually um, Chelsea Hip. She's the first female and the Air Force to graduate from Ranger School. That's so awesome. She's a fucking badass bitch, dude. See, the thing too is like when I when I heard about it, I was like, I don't really know if I want to be like the first, but I would definitely like to do it for the challenge. And then once they were like, you're going to shave your head, I was like, you can count me out, friend. Yeah. <laughs> you can count me Have out. Have fun at school. It's I'm actually funny too, because my first deployment that I got, um, the uh, I remember like a newspaper, it was like the Air Force Times and shit like that hit me up. And they're like, hey, uh, I think it was like 2012, like 2000, almost 2013. And they said, there's rumors going around that uh, they're going to allow females into combat roles now. And so we yeah, know so it was right before they opened up. Yep. And they said, we know that you wanted to join the military to go to be a pararescueman, to be a PJ. So is that something that you're going to choose to do now? And I'm already like seven, almost seven years, well, six years into my career. And I was like, fuck no, <laughs> like <laughs> absolutely not. First of all, I loved, like I ended up falling in love with my job immediately. So I never want anything else to, I don't have like coming, like figuring out what PJs actually do. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm not, I don't have a passion for it. Three, I'm yeah. not doing shit to prove anyone wrong. I don't need, I don't need to prove yeah. anything. And four, I sure as hell didn't want to be one of the first ones to go through that because I knew exactly the hell that I went through to go through SEER training as like, let's just throw out a number, maybe like the 40th female ever or something. I don't know. I'm just taking a guess there. And it yeah. was still pure hell. Yeah. And to me, I was like, I don't want to deal with it again. Not, for, and definitely not for something that I don't have a love and a want and a passion for. Yeah. So I'm Fuck good. That. Yeah. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. that like, I don't know about you, if you get DMs about it, but I get like asked what some advice you would give like females going in or even men coming in. I also get asked too from a lot of women, how is it different going through as a woman? And like, I mean, my biggest thing is we talked about it earlier. When I see someone write me, particularly a woman, and she's like, I want to do this to be the first. I want to do this for this. I want to do it for that. Then I'm already telling her already, like you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Because just like I said, at the end of the day, when the going gets tough and you're on two days of no sleep and you have zero food in your belly and it's negative like 60 degrees and you want to like you have like so many tasks to do you're gonna sit there and at the end of the day what's gonna push you is like the want and passion for the job 
Yeah. So make sure you have that number one. Number two, when it comes to like the training that I went through, physically, there was really nothing that was different um, when it came to me, like in my male counterparts. I think the only thing that fucking sucked, by the way, was having my period every time I was out in the field. That's why you just got to get the morena. Nah. I know they did want to, they did want to put me on uh, birth control, but I was like, no, but that was like the only thing that was different, you know, and physically, but mentally, I don't know. Mentally, you still had to deal with like all the bullshit, but then there was like, I don't know what you got, but I, you know, the sexist comments, everyone taken away from your accomplishments nonstop, the rumors, the whatever. And while I'm sure everyone deals with that, I feel like definitely women deal with it potentially a bit more, especially. Oh my God. Yeah. In certain jobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, but I have to tell you though, when I first got into the field artillery, I was the first, like I was the only female, um, in my battery and it was fucking amazing. So like, I, obviously there was guys that you could tell didn't want me there and they had yeah. a fucking attitude in the beginning just cause they were like, man, fuck this bitch. But once I, showed up and showed that I was physically fit. I wanted to be there. I knew my fucking job and they knew that I was like, no bullshit. Mm -hmm. Everybody was cool as fuck with me. Yeah. There was no, like nobody tried to fucking hit on me or be inappropriate with me there. Like nothing. Like That's it awesome. was amazing. But then in my other job, when I was at ADA Mike, like that shit happened all the fucking time. Like even my recruiter, when I was fucking joining, like, yeah, dude. I mean, like, wow, shitty. Yeah, my my fucking unit at um, when I was at the hundred first, my commander was the biggest scumbag ever, dude. He like, I wanted to go to like all kinds of schools and I wanted to do all this shit, so I would like put in packets for it. He would text me and be like, "Well, if I sign off on this, what are you gonna do for me, bro?" Like sexual shit. Text me inappropriate shit. When I was on deployment, he was like having sex with so many chicks. And then he was also trying to get with my mother. My mother when I was deployed. Sending my mom fucking t-shirts and coins and talking to her. He went home early from deployment because uh, he got like the pink slip because they were getting rid of a bunch of captains in the army. And he was like about to hit his 20 year mark soon because he was an E7. Oh, I and was then went to over like, to officer. Okay. Yeah. So we went through a time where like a bunch of um, captains like were getting out of the army. So he went home from deployment early and um, we got a new commander in my fucking first day back from Afghanistan. My mom and my family like came down to meet me. We're swimming at this pool at the hotel. Guess who fucking rolls up to Bullshit. see my mom? I fucking promise you on my daughter's life, dude. And I, so I'm like sitting there in a fucking bikini and I'm like, wanting to die because of all the shit this guy said to me. And then he's there to like hang out with my mom and stuff. I was like, mom, this guy's a fucking scumbag. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, mean, I understand my mom was hot as fuck. So I, I was get gonna it. Say, you and your mom are both but, like, babes, but still creepy. Dude, like, yeah, I was like, mom, you have like, do you have any idea who this guy is? So I like told her all the shit that he's done. She was like, I had no idea. Like he spoke so highly of you and he thinks you're so amazing. And I'm like, yeah, he's not going to tell you that he's tried to fuck me for the last three years. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he knows what to do and what to say. Yep. That's. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, 
when people talk about their experience, it's not always bad. And there's not everyone's a shit bag. No. You know what I mean? Like you're going to do. Here's the thing too. I think people need to realize is the military is really comprised of the civilian world. We're just trained to a certain standard and we wear a uniform. There are rapists and assaulted like guys who sexual assault and like shit bags. There's, there's the shittiest people in the world. The military will still sometimes have shitty, shitty people too. Yeah. They're everywhere. We're not like everywhere. It's not like we're immune, you know, immune to it or something. So when it came to me, I'll be honest, like I have some of the best brothers and like relationships with men that will like never falter or fail or fuss, like, fizz out because of the military. And they have always been nothing but loving and encouraging yeah. and like treat me, treat me like a like sister. Like a fucking sister. And, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so there's a lot of those guys. So when we talk about our experiences with shit bags, it doesn't mean everyone was, it doesn't mean you don't no. know all the time, but it's also shit that you had to deal with. Absolutely. And there's also, there's just as many fucking females who lie about shit and make shit up and ruin it for a lot of other females. So there's shitty females too. It's not just- Yeah, shitty people. It's not just men. Yeah. It's, it goes sure. fucking both ways. I know you've worked with women in the military, but like, I think that's probably the weirdest part about my job is like, while there's been, I was, yeah, I was a first graduate over eight years, but there was like a few females that came in after me that were still at the same base as me at the time, but we never yeah. worked together. And I think there's yeah. like a few more that are in and like other ones got out. I think there's, I think we only have three female serious specialists in the air force right now. And I don't know the other two. Like, hmm. and I've never worked with them. That's just so, but the thing is, is like, so I've never worked one-on-one with another female in the military besides it was like you know like maybe like a medic or support or something like that or another officer yeah. I mean it all like it's one of those things where it just it depends on the people like when I was you know a regular 88 Mike there was so much drama mm. because of like females sleeping with the men yeah. and doing all this shit and like all this crap girls being cute to the commander to the first sergeant to their platoon sergeant anything like that to try and get out of shit so mm -hmm. then, of course, men hate the women because they think that, like, they get out of shit because sure. they're chicks or whatever, you know. So there's so much drama you have to deal with. Fucking on deployments, you have the wives riding the first sergeant and the commander complaining about how we have to work with men and how they think that we want to fuck their husband. Yep. I'm like, bitch, nobody wants your fat no. ass husband. Nobody. He is Shut disgusting. Up. Believe me. Yes. Yes. So that shit was super annoying. And then, like, when I went um, to the field artillery, that was fucking amazing because there was no drama. No drama. Really? And then, oh, my God, no. But then once, like, females started trickling in, the drama started happening. And it's like, oh, my gosh. So it made me understand why, like, sometimes they, they don't they don't want to mix females in like the infantry and SF and shit like that because it's like one of those things where just because we can doesn't mean that we always should no no women we can absolutely do it yeah yeah but it takes a certain type of female who actually wants to be there and wants to do the work and wants to be treated equally yes. they don't want special treatment because they're a girl they don't want to be cute and get out of shit because they're a girl they want to be treated fucking equally yes and unfortunately, 
not all the females who are physically fit enough to pass the training have that mentality as well. So it causes a lot of chaos. No, I know. The, the unfortunate thing is that in the way the world works, there's stereotypes for a reason. And it's because yeah. not all the time. So that's why I hate generalizations sometimes. That's why I try not to use them as much. Or like, you know, when people give definites, like all of you or whatever, like I've been trying to really work it's on that never too. never all of them. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, I, I understand that there was guys, even when I came in that had their doubts because every single girl that came in to try out for Sierra was like, of course I'm going to make it. Of course I'm going to make it. And then they all would fail or, you know, they would, someone would let them slide on some pull-ups on this one or like maybe, you know, push them in here. Cause they needed to like, yeah. they needed to get, they wanted to feel female up to Washington and at least try to make it through. You know what I mean? So like they, I understand they all saw certain things or heard certain things. And so therefore they had skepticism. Um, yeah. You know, that that's unfortunate. I will say the first time ever in my military career where I realized that it's probably not always a great idea to have women in all jobs like women like we need to play to our strengths and men should play to their strengths and that we don't we if it's broke, don't fix it in a sense like special forces or Navy SEALs, for example, like they have been an operating elite force for a very long time. And to throw a female who, and you know, just in the, I don't know, just in it, in a working machine that's been well oiled for a very long time, it's going to throw, it's going to throw a kink in it. Yeah. Even if it's not sexual, it's because of their primal instinct to protect us that's and the, take care of that's us. That's the thing. And it's, I understand we're in a professional environment and I understand that we're supposed to respond and react a certain way, but it is hard sometimes with females and males, even if the guy's gay and she's gay. Like I literally saw firsthand at free fall school. I was the only female in the class, Uh, you know, with all special forces, Navy SEAL guys, all the instructors, whatever. They were like, dude, Tiff, you were like the chillest female we've ever had in this course. Like, you know me, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was fine as fuck. And they finally realized they could like, we can make jokes and fucking comments around each other, but no one took it far. Yeah. No one, no one's inappropriate. They just realized that everyone was actually relaxed once they realized they can be themselves. And I wasn't going to make some yeah, type one of one of the guys talk shit sharp yep. complaint or something or, yeah. you know what I mean? But they also knew too, like I had boundaries though. I wasn't like sitting there letting them say things to me. Like everyone was very respectful. They just, I guess been around people before that, you know, would allow some things and then immediately like, yeah, try to get him in trouble. I mean, for shit, it. I'll sit there and talk with anybody. Tell me about your Tinder dates. Tell me how many chicks you fucked this weekend. I want to know, like, show me their boobs, show me their pictures. Sure. I want to see how hot they're, but don't talk to me and tell me you want to fuck me or touch me yeah. or anything like that. Treat me like I'm another dude. Yeah. You're not going to tell another dude that. So don't tell me that, but I will talk to you about literally anything in the world. Yeah. The thing, well, the thing is too, is like, even it was great. It was all great. And there was no problems. I will say there was a few times and this was annoying as fuck that, you know, we're all packing our parachutes and, you know, some guys are struggling to put like the pilot loaded spring shoot in. Like everyone struggled with that part of packing the parachute, but every single instructor and rigor wanted to come over and, and assist me. Right. And I got to the point where I was like, fuck off, fuck off. I have this. Like I've got it every single time yeah. by myself. And one of the Navy guys, one of like the Navy, like, I think it was, um, I don't even know his job was but he was like dude this has got to be so annoying I was like it is annoying and I was like and on top of that too it's highlighting me and these guys are probably going "Ooh, she's gonna she's getting special treatment so I made sure to stop that shit right yeah but 
where my eyes were opened was the night we all drank. It was like the last night we all graduated. We all partied together in the, the jump bay. The sergeant major, I think, made sure to stay, which he never stays, but he made sure to stay this time, right? Just to make sure everyone was like on their P's and Q's. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like our normal primal instincts come out. Like, I, we're, <laughs> I don't know, like some guy asked me to RT slap him, like, right? Interrogation slap him. So like I did. Yeah. And then the, all, some of these guys are like, some guys are trying to hit on me and other guys are like getting mad at them for them hitting on me. And then like one guy was talking shit to me. So I like choked him out, <laughs> like, uh-huh. which is so funny. Like everyone's loving it. But then like he got up and got really embarrassed because a girl choked him out and some guys were giving him shit. And other guys were like, Tiffany, you shouldn't have done that. Cause you just made him look really bad in front of all these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like just everything. And then he made himself look really bad in front know, of all those guys. But it was just, Shut up. But you see what I'm saying? It was just, it was just a lot yeah. of stuff came out and then certain instructor, I don't know. It was just weird. Like all of a sudden some people come out of the woodwork and it's causing a lot of issues, even though I was cool and essentially like one of the, I mean, I was a girl, but obviously, you know, chilling with the dudes. And I don't know. It caused a lot of drama on us. Like, not really a lot of drama, but guys were like trying to like knock on my door and hit on me afterwards when, you know, and some guys were trying to put me to bed. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You have like the good dudes who want to take care of you and make sure you're safe and in your room and nobody gets in there. And then you have the other guys who are going to be like trying to take advantage disguised as fucking sheep and try and take advantage or they're just going to be like out in the open. Yeah. And literally, yeah. And literally that whole course I had conversations with all because this is when they were going to allow women in special forces. And I was literally arguing with like team sergeants that have been on ODAs for the longest time. And they were telling me why they didn't want them. And I was telling them to suck it up. I was such a bitch. I was like, suck it up. Put your manly hormones away. You know what I mean? Like turn it off. Be like, be yeah. a man. Just let her be one of them. If she can do the job, it doesn't matter. And they were trying. But it disrupts the whole entire fucking ecosystem. No, 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 no. No, believe me, I know. And then <laughs> it was, I kid you not, the next morning I woke up. And it hit me like, you were like I get it. It hit me like a freight train. I looked in the mirror and go, I understand yeah. now. I see it. Yeah. Even though, like, I dre- I literally dressed like one of the dudes too. I wasn't even trying to look cute. You know what I mean? Like, no makeup, just like t shirt and like sweatpants yep. and everything. Even so, as a neutral party, just even chilling, just me being a woman and being there caused just, I mean, guys and girls, they're going to do their thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's fucking just at free fall school. Imagine being on a nine month long deployment. That's what I'm saying. As one of the only females. Yeah. So I mean, or fucking- in the field or in a fucking foxhole together or in combat and like the way, yeah. and I understand that like some people might argue like, well, you know, some guys are like, Hey, if you are injured or you're hurt, I'm going to go after you. And I might, you know, forget about this buddy. Yeah. I put my life on a line. And I always was like, Oh, deal with it. But that's just the way we're made. You can't yeah. fuck with our like biological human needs, desires, and actions. Yeah. Like, no, because if a man sees a woman in danger, needing help, he's going to put himself and others at risk to help her. Yeah. Most of them. Not all of them. Not all. But most of them. Yeah, most of them will. So for me, like, I know you and I have talked about it, like, on one of the first podcasts we even did together, but I do think that there are certain strengths that we have that men definitely are not capable like do not have and there's certain areas in the world that we can get in and we can gather up intel and that we can just like literally blend in like so efficiently that men cannot and yeah to me like part of me is just like I understand that I, mean, I part of me feels like there's 
and this is a hundred percent personal opinion, but there was like literally higher ups going, you know what? We need to do something to get promoted here. And like, we kind of like ran out of options. So let's just like let females in these jobs and roles. I mean, I know people have been trying to push it for a while, but let's, yeah. let's do it. Cause I need to like, I don't know. It just was random. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. To me. No, I agree. But like kind of how you were just saying how there's female, like females are better than males at something. So we should capitalize on that and like highlight on that. Just make female teams. That's what I'm saying. Make female things. teams. Instead of trying to, yeah. Instead of trying to combine them, make female teams. Like how we did like the FET teams and whatnot. Like and the female CSTs. Teams. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, so before I met my, well, right when I met my ex, it was actually so weird to think how different my life could have been if I didn't choose him. <laughs> um, I had a lot. certain agencies hit me up and say, hey, listen, we know your background. We know your seer. Um, you've been in the career field for a really long time. You have some deployments under your belt. We would really love, we, we're starting an all-female team. It's something brand new. You're not really going to be utilizing your job, but you're going to be utilizing your skills in this particular role. You got to try out for it. I had to go for like an assessment and take a whole, you know, personality test and like everything. And uh, I was kind of like in the midst of trying to make a choice of whether I wanted to do that or whether I wanted to like go into the reserves and be with him. And of course, like he he was like, you're going to be gone all the time. I'm never going to see you. I know what this assessment is. My neighbor told me all about it. Like we're never going to have family. Like it's, we might as well not even Ew. be together. And so that's why part of me even now tells women particularly like if there's something career-wise that you want to do, do it. Because if that man really loves mm -hmm. you enough, he'll make it work. Just like we do for yep. them all the time. We do, we sacrifice. Because how many men are going to give up their shit? We sacrifice so much for them. I sacrifice. Are you tired as shit? Do your little crotch demons run around the house continuously sucking the life out of you? Is your douche canoe of a boss running you into the ground and you need a little pep in your step just to make it through the workday? Does your back hurt from carrying all the conversations on your new dates that you need the stamina to push you through the monstrosity of the conversation? Well, Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. Go to strikeforceenergy.com and get you the energy that you need to put up with all this bullshit. Pick your favorite 16-ounce flavor of liquid energy and put it into whatever beverage you feel fit. We highly recommend alcohol. Because we love you and we know you already have enough shit on your plate, use code BTE to get you 20% off at checkout. Now you have enough energy to put up with all the fuckery life throws at you. Strike Force Energy. It will not alleviate all the bullshit you have in your life, but it will give you enough energy to put up with it. I yeah. always say it cause I, I did it for us, but you know, looking back, I'm like, that was a lot of shit to like push to the side that my dreams of what I wanted to do and hopes for us to be together. But anyway, um, that, that was an option. And like, I, to me, I was like, this is cool. Like, I wish that yeah, was more available. I know. So, but call I, them back up. I, <laughs> I'm too old. To be like, yeah, look, I'm single now. Listen, I'm single. Actually, do you know what the funniest part was? Is I remember the guy, one of the assessment guys called me later and was talking to me and he was like, hey, um, we're, we want to push forward on this. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, that sucks because I'm actually going into the reserves. And he laughed at me. He fucking just cackled on the phone. And I said, what's so funny? 
He goes, you're going to hate that. He's like, after knowing you and your assessment and who you are, he's like, that is not the life that you that's like. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're probably right. Oh and then I found like <laughs> and then it worked out. It worked out. And that's the coolest part. There is no regrets because everything is the way it is right now. But yeah, but yeah, for sure. But it's hard. And I know some of you I know some of you ladies are going to disagree with us on this. And that's fine. Um. I disagreed with myself. I disagreed. What? The first seven years of my career. I, I was totally. Shit, girl. Me too. First <laughs> like, seven years. Of the I've, females I've, in the infantry. Yeah. I was like, women can do it all. <sighs> Fuck you. Deal with it. Yeah. We're doing this. And then once yep. you get into the thick of the <laughs> shit, you sit there and go, God. Yeah. When you see it. There's kind of a reason why, you know, it, it just, it can, it can work but I don't know as I don't know it's just like what's the point yeah you know no I 100% agree um what is some of like so in your career so you said it was dramatic when you were a truck driver but not when you like had like a more elite job yeah well because I was the only female oh so there was no other females around to create drama and I was married. So I wasn't sleeping with anybody. And I was like you, I was one of the guys, like I got there. And like I said, there was plenty of guys who didn't want me there, but I like immediately gained everybody's respect by being like a cool ass chick who was down with the guy talk and the bullshit like everybody else. But I had boundaries. You know what I mean? They knew my boundaries and they respected those boundaries and they respected that I was a fucking beast at my job and at PT. So they had no reason to be upset with me being there anymore. Yeah. You know, I think that when they thought like, here's this female, now everything's going to change. We're not going to be able to talk about chicks and we're not going to be able to talk about this and do that. And then I came in and it was cool as fuck with it all. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. this is awesome. But then, How you know, you? more and more females. Shit. Probably, I think I was like 23. Okay. When I went into the field artillery. Um, and so, yeah, it was good. I mean, the only time that somebody said anything that was cross to me was um, I had a section chief at the time and it was my first two week field problem. So, you know, being a female two weeks in the field, super fun anyways. Yeah. But so we had to sleep in these little trucks together. And he was sitting in the center and I sat over far on the right. And then we had a driver. Um, We had to sleep in the trucks. So we fucking whatever. Everybody's getting ready to sleep. And we woke up and he like had his head like down on my shoulder and I had my head on his head. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how we oh, ended okay. up falling asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so when we woke up, he was like, Oh, well now we have to cuddle every night. And I was like, uh, no homie. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Like I never knew if he said it in like a sarcastic way or a serious way. Cause he was married too. And I was married and I just kind of like laughed and made a joke. You know what I mean? Like just kind of pushed it off and didn't want to. Yeah find out, you know, but that was the only time in the field artillery that anybody said anything remotely fucking weird where when I was an 88 mic, it happened all the time. And it was always by higher ranking people. Really? It was never by 
oh my God. Oh yeah. Platoon sergeants, first sergeants, commanders. It was always by people in authority positions. Never anybody in my rank. Uh, Mine was the opposite. Really? Yeah. Like traditionally, my yeah, traditionally mine was the opposite. There was maybe a few like cadre members who like put like, you know, put us through training. There was like one, he was really hot though, who like, and he wasn't even trying to say something. He was just trying to be crude to me. Like he was trying to, yeah. he was trying to break me down and make me quit. So I didn't take that. It was like, whatever. It was just his ego. Cause he didn't want females in his job, which he made very clear to me. Like the minute he met me, cause I'm demasculating. He told me, penis. he told me I was demasculating his job. He literally had his tat, his last, Ew. he literally had his last name tattooed across his fucking abs, bro. Oh Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. And Hell so, yeah. Okay, but he was hot though. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> the, yeah, I guess it was mainly like, I mean, there was trainers and stuff who definitely did, but it was never like my supervisor or commanders or anything like that. They were all were pretty chill. It was normally like the guys like one or two ranks, just barely above me. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that barely, still would have been like the platoon sergeants and stuff were still like not very much so above you, but still oh. above you. You know, like I had this. So I, it didn't happen to me often, like that often. So a lot of females, it happens to all the time where I was very lucky and it happened like three times. So I had a platoon sergeant, um, a first sergeant and a commander those were the only three people who ever like were very truly like inappropriate. Yeah. And it was so weird because like I thought that I had the reputation and all of the shit to prove that I'm not that bitch. Mm -hmm. But then you still get those people like with the audacity to try. And it was always like the married ones. And I was like, come on, dude, are you fucking kidding me? But then at the same time, I never did the right thing and reported it because I was always too afraid of the backlash that I would get for reporting it because that happens all the time is you become the problem because, you know, they don't believe you or whatever. But I had all the text and shit to prove it. So it wouldn't have been an issue. But I still didn't want to be put in a position where people were looking at me and being like, oh, this, that, you know what I mean? No, I get it. I didn't want to fucking deal with it. So I was like, I'm just going to suck it up, try and ignore them and do my job and just hopefully I'll fucking, you know, PCS or they'll leave or, you know what I mean? Just try and hold out for them to be gone. I know it's, um, it's weird because like, so for me, I was dealing with certain comments and things from the very get go, whether it was like tearing me down as a woman, whether it was like you know, a lot of sexual innuendos. I don't know. Like I was, so, it was horrible because I was so young and I yeah. was used to, I mean, I'm still, I was crude and I'm like, I hung out with all the guys in college all the time. So for me, I had a really hard time at a young age, establishing boundaries. Like what, I didn't know whether I should just be fully myself and allow them to like say things and then them cross the line and be like, be okay with it. You know, I didn't know whether to just not allow anything at all. Like I didn't know I was so scared and confused, you know, like that was the hard, I think that was one of the hardest parts for me. Cause like, I didn't know when to speak up for myself and I didn't know when to stay silent. And I didn't know 
if I should allow that one thing and then not allow this or not allow everything. Like that was the hardest part. So like I would have guys make crude comments, right? Or um So what do you mean by crude comments? Like give me an example. Um okay, so the one that I should have reported uh was these two guys, they were trainers so they were over me right and I'm like just some little fucking new troop and you're supposed to like listen and do everything that the trainers tell you to do I mean literally we got like you know hazed or whatever all the time but it wasn't really hazing it was just their way of like breaking us down to build us up into wanting to be instructors right like motivate us but these guys in particular uh both wanted to date me and I was like no absolutely not and these guys had a reputation for like fucking a lot of chicks and then trying to hook up with other <laughs> seer guys' wives too oh it, solid solid yeah and if they did like hook up with these guys' wives like before they were even like before the guy was even dating they would tell stories all the time like oh I fucked your wife's pussy or, or it, it smelled like this or I fucked her in the ass they were really crude like it was a lot oh and there was times they would talk about stuff like that in front of me and I should have I should have said like, please, please stop having those particular conversations. And even the guys sometimes wouldn't even say like, actually, sometimes the guys would be like, bro, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't mind those, but with those particular guys, I, I probably should establish probably more boundaries right away with them. Cause there was, and I'm not blaming this on myself at all because they need to take, they, I don't know if they ever took accountability for their actions, but like they have a kind of, you know, people have to take accountability for their own actions. But there was at one point they um, needed me to drive them down to some like field and you had to have a driver's license out for the field. And I was one of the only ones because I was a new troop. So they were like, come on, Tiff, hop in the car. We got to go. And I was like, OK, cool. So I was, I was about to drive. And then one of them hopped in the driver's seat and pushed me into the, the middle. And I was like, OK, well, this is weird. And I went to go hop out and the other one sandwiched me in on the other side by both of them. And I was really uncomfortable already. And they're like, come on, let's go. We're going to this field or whatever. And you should have farted. I should have. I shouldn't. Well, I, I honestly, farted. I was so nervous because I knew what was going on. <laughs> and we're just like trucking along down the road. And they're like, do you know where we're taking you? I was like, yeah, we're going to pad 10. And they're like, no, we're taking you somewhere else. I was like, excuse me. And they're like, we're taking you far enough away from everyone. Because what we're about to do to you, you're going to be yelling so fucking loud. No one can hear. And I was like, um, I didn't know if they were joking or not. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it got to the point where I didn't know they were. One of them started to try to touch me and I was like, get your fucking hands off me. And that's when I realized it was real. And uh, they're both telling me what they wanted to do to me. And they're like, remember that rooster that I was like crying this morning? Like that was super loud. Like we're going to fuck you so hard. And you're you're like, you know, your mouth's going to be choking on my dick though. They're going to be but you'd be so loud that literally it's gonna be louder than that rooster. And I was scared shitless. And I did, I just was like in shock. And I was like, do you talk to your fucking mother this way? That's all the first thing that came on my face. Like my mouth was like, do you fucking talk to your mother this way? And he was like, absolutely not. I was like, then why the fuck do you think you can talk to me this way? I was like, get me out of here. And they wouldn't let me out. And I was like yelling at the top of my lungs because I can yell pretty loud. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And um, 
they're like, oh my God, calm it down. We're just like joking, blah, 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 blah. We are never, you know, but then, then, then that's when they were like, why won't you date us? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and I was this, this is why furious. I wouldn't. So then they try to make me seem like I was a fucking psycho. And like, I was taking the whole situation, like, and blown it out of proportion. And like, like it wasn't a big deal. So they drove me back and like the rest, dude, the rest of the time I was just in fucking shock. Like I didn't like, I, but I had to, I had to teach the rest of the time. Like, you know, we didn't even get our students yet. So when my boyfriend picked me up from the field, I ended up telling him about it. So, and, uh, unfortunately it did get reported even though I didn't want it to. Cause when I told my boyfriend, he was drunk one night and told one of our leaders that we were hanging out with, you know, in our chain of command. And then the leader came up to me and was like, yo, I, I want you to, we're, we're going to talk to commander about this tomorrow. And the chief, and I said, absolutely fucking not. He was like, why yeah. not? I was like, because I'm going to get in trouble. It's like, I have literally gotten shit on for everything in this job so far. Everything's my fault, right? We can't have fun because yeah. Tiffany's here anymore. We can't be guys because Tiffany's here anymore. We have to have, you know, different this because Tiffany's here. It was always like my fault for everything. I was like, it's going to, it's going to be my fault still. And like, yeah. I was still trying to get my feet underneath me. Like I was still new to everything. Yeah. And it was hard. Like, <sighs> yeah. it is hard because it's like, you want to do the right thing, but at the same time, you don't want those fucking eyes on you and you don't want people talking shit. So it's like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. And then you also have the females like, so in my unit, there was a girl who was married and a guy who was married. They were cheating on their spouses with each other and they were in the same fucking platoon stupid ass stupid um the girl's husband found out about it so she told her husband that he was raping her or had raped her or whatever so then our fucking my friend he like and now has these rape allegations gets like arrested and shit so they have to go through all the court martial or whatever they almost sent me and um another friend of mine home from Afghanistan Afghanistan to go to court and like testify as like character witnesses on him, his behalf. And like there was also multiple people in our company who hung out with them while they were like doing their skeezy little cheating bullshit and like knew that they were sleeping together and whatnot. So she did that shit. He got like everything ended up getting dropped or whatever. Like he wasn't guilty but they still stripped him of everything and kicked him out of the army. Like he was a purple heart what? recipient and everything. Dude, he got fucking stripped of everything. He got no benefits, no nothing, even though he was proven fucking innocent. What? And then, yeah. And this stupid fucking bitch cried psycho and got put out with a hundred percent disability for like mental issues. But yeah, he got fucking nothing. So it's like, dude, that kind of shit is what makes me like, want to knock out a ton of chicks because it's like, dude, you fucking ruin it for those of us who've dealt with like actual shit because we don't want to go forward because we don't want to be labeled as these fucking lion ass. That's that's the biggest issue. I mean, I mean, there's multiple, like one, you get blamed for it, right? Like, well, what were you, what were you saying? What were you doing? What were you wearing? Like, bitch, it don't matter. Like it's called no. fucking human decency and respect. Like no one, yeah. no matter what, even if I was egging him on or you can't dress slutty in the field, but do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean yeah. that I should have hands laid on me and all these other things. But yes, that, that to me hurts hearing that. Cause I've had, um, not like close buddies, but I've seen guys that I know 
accused, falsely accused of particular things and it ruining their life and their marriage and their job. And it ended up coming out as a lie because, you know, she was turned down or it something, right? Something. Oh my God. I've seen that happen so many times. Married dudes turn down a girl. And so they start like making up all this bullshit. I mean, guys do it to us too. Ruining their marriages and stuff. It's like, oh my gosh. And I've seen that. And here's the thing. The minute the words come out of your mouth, it still has an effect. It's like the whole Johnny Depp, like Amber Heard trial right now. Like what she accused him of, even if it's, even if he's proven to be like innocent of it all, there's still a stank on his name. It's still shit out there. It's still going to be people going to believe, you know what I mean? Just because of like whatever. And so that's the hardest part is, I don't know. I, I always thought to myself that whoever was lying in that situation should get the same prosecution that the, apparently the guilty party was going to get absolutely like if absolutely I think that if whatever she's accusing him of and if she's like 100% fucking lying right like but whatever she's accusing him of and whatever the punishment is for that if she's lying about it or he's lying about it whatever that person who lied about it should get that punishment then yeah I just think sometimes people or some punishment some punishment they don't get fucking anything I, it's like, oh yeah, we're just trying to put you away for fucking 20 years. Sorry. That's okay. Go home. Here's here's what fucking me? bothers the shit out of me too, is because situations like this where this guy who lost so much doing like nothing, there's guys like fucking, oh, this piece of shit. Uh, what's his name? I need to find it. Captain Billy Joe Crosby Jr., who literally motorboated a subordinate during a promotion ceremony. Dude, he just got fucking, he gets, he got a slap on the wrist essentially. Cause he's an officer. I I don't know. If, if okay. he wasn't an officer, that wouldn't happen. This pisses me think. off. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I'll read some of it here just in case you guys didn't know. But, um, there was this captain. He was a logistics officer. He was overseas and, uh, he wanted to pin on, this soldier of his right with her new rank and apparently multiple soldier uh soldiers like you know like had have had issues with this guy in the past um so let's see here so it says what did he do this this made me sick because i remember reading out loud of you and i was like what the fuck yeah so he told this nco that he wanted to bring the junior soldier with him, like on a driving trip in his base to like Jordan, right? Because he liked, and he told her straight up that he liked looking at her tits. So that's first, that's the first thing he said to her. Okay. Then um, the day before the assault, the soldier specifically said that she did not want a promotion ceremony, probably because he made her feel uncomfortable with all the shit he said to her in the past. And didn't he announce that he wanted to motorboat her like before the ceremony? Yeah, so and, shit, and that's why she didn't want it or something. During work the following day, according to the prosecution, Crosby approached the junior soldier, told her to stand up, place the rank in front of her chest, and leaned in and grabbed his the rank with his teeth, and then placed his face between her breasts and vigorously moved his head from side to side um, between her breasts while holding the rank still with his teeth. Um. Yeah, I guess at some point, even before that, too, he did say that he did want to do that because she has nice tits. And let's see. Here's what happened to him. 
multiple soldiers on top of that, like what it made a statement against him or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Crosby, who initially declared he would not plead guilty, changed his plea to guilty after negotiating all the charges uh, that he's getting like are nothing now. And he did everything he could to protect his retirement. So now he now gets retirement. So he got the removal of the abusive sexual contact charge, which was dismissed, dismissed as part of the whole deal. Also meant that now that he wasn't getting like that abusive sexual contact charge, he didn't have to register as a sex offender now. So on top of getting his retirement, he's no, he's not going to be registered as a sex offender. He got an honorable discharge, an honorable mm-hmm. discharge, and he was supposed to get confinement of 120 20 days of maximum confinement. And the judge decides only sentence, sentence, excuse me, sentence him for 30 days. And without like nothing, no reprimands, fines, or forfeitures. So he's getting paid while he was 30 days in fucking confinement. Yep. Meanwhile, my friend was innocent and still got an other than honorable discharge and stripped of his benefits and all the things. But this fucking crazy shit like this is how could he still (laughs) literally his his mouth, his head was on her tits, dude, was on her breast in, in uniform during a promotion ceremony. Yeah. This is why God, this makes you this makes my blood boil. This is exactly why. People have issues. This is exactly why there's stereotypes. This is exactly why, like, women don't want to come forward. You know, um, on all these things. Yep. Because what? It, because look what happens. Nothing. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying it's always like that. Believe me, it's not always like that. But it's it is frustrating. Yeah. Um. I know for me, because there was multiple things I dealt with. That was just one of them that I did. And I don't really, I got to be honest, I really don't feel like I don't really want to like open up that can of worms and like talk about everything per se. Um, But a long time ago, I wrote down like all the shit that I had gone through. I'm not going to read it all because it's a lot. But this was one of the things that I will read. Um. Because it's not just for you that you're doing this for. Um, it's for like maybe your inner child. It's probably for the women around you. The, maybe the ones who maybe got assaulted before you. Maybe the ones who have to deal with this after you. But also, it's kind of like, you know, like we were talking about before, like forgiving someone. Yeah. It's like not for them. It's for you. So one of the hardest things I had to do in my life was actually stick up for myself when I was sexually harassed. Um, and it was so damn sad to me that I was made that the environment I was in made it so much easier to stay quiet than rather than speaking up for myself. Right. Cause of the fear. Yeah. Because I knew for a fact that if I said anything at all, my world would be destroyed. And I was right. Like I had dealt with unfortunately a lot of bullshit But in that whole destruction, I found myself once again. And while it was really hard to deal with all the hate and the blame and the slander and alienation by many of my colleagues, um, it was so fucking worth it to speak up for myself because like you're worth it. Like 
you are you are fucking worth to speak up for yourself. Yeah. You should never no one else should ever have to endure these things ever. And I hate to say it, but while it is frustrating that like fucking animals like that guy is barely getting anything, I still think saying something and addressing it can help things being stopped or I don't know, maybe bring more awareness to it. Cause we have a voice and we should use it. No, absolutely. I wish that I could go back all the time and report shit because like I said, I had all the text messages, everything oh. that could have like proved everything. But that was my fear was like, I don't want to, I don't want it to be, just be swept under the rug. And then what are they going to do? They're going to move me to another company and make it look like I'm the issue yep. and they're not. And it's just going to be embarrassing. And I just don't, I don't want to fucking deal with it. Like it made me sick to my stomach. The thought of having to deal with like any of that and people like thinking I'm lying or thinking I'm causing problems or whatever. I just was like, nope. Yeah. I just want to fucking. I got the whole. Blend in. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. This be like the great man, which will never happen. But no, I had guys being like, why didn't you tell me? I had guys, you know, um, be like, dude, I never knew. There w- well, yeah, because it's like, well, what what were you going to do? Yeah, what, what were you going to do? do yeah. Do? And then I do recall at one point they were like, well, let's move Tiffany out of the flight because these two guys are in it. And then multiple people were like, absolutely not, because that's going to label her as a problem when these two guys are the fucking problem. Yeah. And I was even telling you the other day that like one of the dudes, one, one of the guys was very remorseful and very sorry. And he was the one who did the least. And he, that whole thing, like you know, he had a breakdown and this like realized he's like, I'm not happy with my life and you know, all these things. But the other guy literally threatened to fucking kill me all the time. Like just death threats consistently, even at the gym and like in, in public. Ugh. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I fully understand that in the midst of all of it, especially if you're about to say something like you're going to be afraid as fuck. Like I get that hundred percent. And I, and you're not going to think anyone believes you. And I'm, also understand that. And sometimes you, people do. I know they will. And I also feel like that you think it might make things worse. And I, I understand that. But once you like, while there's going to be so much chaos, like when you do speak up, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, absolutely. There is. I mean, it's really hard to see sometimes, but you just gotta like, hang on. Cause I promise things get better. It's just like anything in life where you're like, Oh my God, this is pure hell. And then you get through it and you look back and you go, you know what? It wasn't as, as, as bad as I thought. And it made me stronger because yeah. of it, you know? Absolutely. But, uh, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's just so weird too. Cause women have been in the military for so long. And part of me is just like, how are we still fucking dealing with this shit? But I feel, I mean, I feel like it happens everywhere. That's what happens. And I happens in every workplace, but I just feel like, yeah, the military, a lot of times maybe it's escalate. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I really, I don't understand it because you don't hear about it as much, you know, in other like civilian. That's what I mean. But then again, it could just, it could just be our ignorance because we're in the military community still and we talk to people in it and, you know, maybe it is, maybe it is our ignorance that it's happening to men and women elsewhere. Oh, I'm sure. And, I'm sure. 
I mean, that's, I can only imagine, like I actually looked up statistics today to see how many women in the military are getting sexually assaulted, not harassed, but like assaulted. And it's one of four. And I, I know that they've probably done a lot of like statistical data on that. And that actually scares me considering I know how many women don't report. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So like part of me is like, <laughs> holy fuck, is it higher? And then on top of that, the men that have to, the men who have been assaulted, whether it was by another man or whether it was by a woman, that I can Dude, I, know. I have a buddy who he got like hella drunk and it was like a toga party type thing. Mm-hmm. And one of his buddies like was a gay guy and he woke up the next morning and his fucking ass was all bloody and sore and all of the things. And he was like really fucked up from it. But he like. He told me and my other friend one night when he was like super drunk, he was like, I can't like I can't fucking tell anybody, though, because everybody will like call me gay or have all this shit to say. I was like, dude, you need like you need to fucking say something. Yeah, he never did. He was too embarrassed. That's that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Because not even the. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole nother factor that they have to deal with is them being a man and being like embarrassed yeah and like up at fort drum when we were at fort drum um part of like the safety briefs so men were like drugged and sexually assaulted more than women up in fort drum are you serious like yeah but it wasn't the soldiers that were doing it it was like the freaking creatures who lived in the town were like roofing these soldiers and sleeping with them and like trying to get pregnant and all this kind of shit it was fucking wild dude i was like Never in my life did I think that I would hear somebody say that more men are like drugged and raped than women. Yeah. But up before drum, when I was there at that time, that was the case. I was like, what? I didn't know that that was even a thing until I heard that there, that men would be like drugged and raped. But here's the thing too, like when we would have students who go through SEER training and of course, you know, who we were fighting at the time in, in Afghanistan you have to think of their sexual preferences. And so, you know, you oh, did yeah. as an instructor, you would bring up, listen, like, especially during, well, during interrogation, you said these guys are going to use fear and despair and they're going to use many tactics that they can to break you down and exploit you. And one of them is like, they could assault and rape you. And all the men in this class, which by the way, is like, you know, 98% men in the class just like kind of tuned us out when we we're talking about this and just assumed that it was just women. Right. No. And while in the past, like, yes, some <laughs> women have been inappropriately touched or raped when, you know, and it's, I think it was like during Iraq, one of them had, you know what I mean? Um, one of the women, we were trying to explain to men that they use women for procreation over there and that's it. Yeah. And men are for fun. Men, boys, animals were for pleasure and for fun. And yeah. so once we explained that and said, listen, you guys aren't like cleared hot or anything like if anything it potentially we're more safe over there maybe be you and they were like what the fuck i was like yes and like i don't know i mean i know for anyone that's one of the it should never happen which hurts breaks my heart i fucking forgot about like i know the deployment aspect i know because i know on our fob alone when we were 
there in 2014, there was a male soldier who was running and we were, so I was at Fob Fenty and we had Afghans that stayed on one side of like the small little airfield that we had. And then we were on the other side. So we would like run around the airfield to work out. And one of the male soldiers was like running around the airfield and he was running through like the Afghani compound area and he got fucking jumped and raped. Are you serious? Yeah. And then like there was a guy who attempted to rape some female soldiers. It was another Afghani guy because they had the codes to get into the bathrooms and stuff. And so he knew the code. So he went into the bathroom and like had attempted to rape a female. But yeah, I always felt like the the guys were more in harm's way there when it came to those type of like Afghan men. They were. I mean, it's it's and we were. Yeah. And that and that was so weird as an instructor to explain, but then being deployed and you know, working with the Afghanis, like I worked with the Afghan National Army and Afghan National Police. Um, you know. The commandos. They, they had a very, you know, they have a very t- particular mindset and women, the whole, you know, the whole religion and culture does over there. And and yeah. with men, and you just see sometimes the way they would treat others and other men. And you're like, it was weird for the first yeah, time. Boy. It was weird for the first time being like, okay, I might like the only thing I had to really worry about was maybe getting spit on and like not being talked to, but the guys had <laughs> like, the guys were then in the, the female position. Right. Of. Yeah. And it was always the younger looking boy, like guys, mm-hmm. like the, the ones with the baby faces yeah, and shit that they loved. But yeah, until I was actually deployed and like, learned about their culture I always thought that it was just like the whole man love Thursday what people talk about where it was like a Thursday thing for whatever reason oh. when I got there I was like oh my god it's man love every day yeah, every day man love Thursday like this is this is a thing I know <laughs> this is a whole ass thing yeah that's why I'm saying like and I know so we talk from our own experiences and perspectives um obviously we're not men here uh so we can only imagine but I do know that I've I've had men write in before talking about it as well and it i mean i'm sure hearing it from anyone breaks my fucking heart that anyone has to go through that and there is a lot of like survivor like the victim guilt and blaming on themselves and from other people too which is like the worst thing ever to experience um i know sometimes just talking about it out loud to someone that you trust or even professional, like, Therapist. I mean, I'll be honest, like, I definitely didn't want to talk to anyone in the fucking military, like mental health. No fucking thank you. What? So I can get oh in trouble and get kicked out and it can get on my fucking record. I'm cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know how it is for everyone else in the military, but like ours had a huge stigma. You were afraid to talk to anyone about anything because like, God forbid you couldn't do your job. Like, so therefore mm-hmm. that's why like, I'm such a huge component and advocate and mental health now because it's helped me so much but like we all like so many times you kept it in in fear of like the repercussions yeah I know when I fucking requested to go to behavioral health they were like I forget who it was I think it was like my platoon sergeant or something he was like you don't want to do that because the commander will know like it's going to come back to the commander that you're going to behavioral health and I was like I don't fucking care like I need to talk to somebody I'm not going to not talk to somebody because the fucking commander's going to get out yeah like I'll go tell him right now that I need to fucking talk to somebody like I don't give a fuck. Oh, so I'm going. See, I so didn't they tried know to that. like deter you away from it. Yeah. So if you went to behavioral health, 
your commander, like they didn't know what you were talking about, but they knew that you were going to behavioral health. No, 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 no. So here's the thing beforehand. I didn't know that. So when I, I was telling you today, like I was hundred percent like an alcoholic when I was younger and I purposely enrolled myself in ADAPT, right? It was like the alcohol drug and whatever prevention program. I purposely did it because I did want to seek out help. And I also wanted to get some more information. And I remember filling out all the paperwork and they were like, well, who's your first sergeant? Who's your commander? And I was like, why? And they're like, they're going to know. And I was like, what the fuck? I was yeah. like, I'm, and they're like, and at first they were like, who, who told you to come here? I'm like myself. <laughs> Cause normally like <laughs> people were told to go there. So they, I guess like, they were going to give them reports. And so part of me was just like, yo, listen, I'm just going to get help elsewhere because this, I'm not having yeah. this hurt my career. I've worked way too hard for it. And I can only imagine with behavioral health, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so sad, but I do know, like, so I looked this up too. Um, there is a safe helpline for specifically for like sexual assault. Um, and there is, if you guys just even Google it, you guys can look it up, but it's anonymous, confidential and tailored to support members of the DOD community and all their loved ones that are affected by sexual assault. And so there is a chat that you can talk to them. It's online.safehelpline.org. Um, or you can call their toll-free number, which is 877-995-5247. It's 24-7. You can call at any point in time. It is anonymous and confidential. However, I would definitely, with all these things that say anonymous and confidential, especially if they're DOD, listen to all the shit they say to you at the very beginning. They're going to, they're going to tell you straight up, Hey, if you were to say this, this and that we have to report it. Or if you're, you know what I mean? Like, and remember there's like a difference between like restricting reporting and unrestrict it. Yeah. So just make sure you know what you want to say and if what things are going to be communicated and what things are not going to be. I don't know. That's the biggest thing there is just be cautious. Cause you know, there's like some things that you can say. Yeah. And then other things you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was more just like, that's military. You said that you were going to like harm yourself or harm others. A lot of times like, that is the case, but I'm just saying if it's DOD, like, I don't know. So like if you want just, if you're just looking for like good mental health or like good therapists or counselors, definitely go to, um, give an Cause that's what I use. And that's like fucking legit. And that's like nonstop. It's better than TRICARE like counseling. Is that where you go through, you, you talk to your therapist? Yeah, I've had that? him for a year and there's no limit oh. on it. You just go online. How much does it cost? You go online, you fill out like where you live and they, they'll get back to you and everything else like that too. Is it expensive though for people who don't have insurance? No, I have. Uh, you don't pay a single thing as long as you're like a veteran. Oh yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they didn't ask, like I kid you not, they didn't ask for any insurance at all. No information. Damn. It was like all vetted through the online system. And by the time I got there, they're like, Oh yeah, Tiffany. Okay. And that's it. Check. I'm just pretty sure you had to be military or a veteran or worse did serve. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. That's awesome. I know. So yeah, just be careful. Okay. So that's what it is. So I just want to make sure restricted reporting. Um, 
So on under unrestricted reporting, both the command and law enforcement are notified. With restricted reporting, which is confidential, the adult sexual assault victim can access healthcare, advocacy services, and legal services without notification to the commander or law enforcement. So just make sure you guys know those options beforehand. You know? Yeah. Because, like, information. I would hate. So you, you have to, like, let's see. For restricted reporting, you need to tolerate. It looks like you need to talk to the Sark. Or someone who's, like, in that realm who can help you. And you're protected. It's confidential. But if you just like tell your supervisor, I'm pretty sure it's unrestricted now. You know what I mean? And then now they have to like inform yeah. your command and then they have to form law enforcement and then boom. So I know. It's so weird that we, I love this like, hey guys, make sure. It's just like an eerie thing. Like you, like you have one person that you finally could open up and talk to is like, well, it's the wrong person. Like you're going to like get on a trick reporting. Like, yeah. sorry guys. What the fuck? <laughs> But anyway, snitches get stitches. I know. And here's the thing too. Like, dude, I feel like you and I could talk about our military careers and like everything we've been through and all like everything we recommend for like days. Uh, yeah. All day long. It's a lot of years and a lot of bullshit. I know. The only thing that like we read recently in the car was about that fucking stupid ass captain who motorboated one of his subordinates. And I was like, dude, we need to talk about shit like this. It's not going to be like yeah. all the time, but I do know that we have a military audience, like a veteran audience. And um, I mean, if you guys want to hear more like on our careers or our jobs, uh, I don't know, maybe some of the struggles we don't, something more specific, we'll gladly talk about it. But we don't know how often yeah. too, you know, people want to talk about these things. Like when I'm at, I don't always want to talk about work. Like that's the thing about the military that I love. And I, you know, it's like, yes, you can relate to people on like so many different levels with other military members. But I always feel like too, some of the guys, especially guys I work with always want to talk about work, talk shop. I'm like, no. Uh, yes. Yes. And always, it's like all that they will talk about. Like you get together and do like dinners or bonfires or whatever. And all your military buddies, they're all just talking about work yes. in the army. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're like, I'm talk to me about something else. Normal. Like, we're things. not at work. You're like, yeah. I'm, and I'm, and being in for 15 years, you're like, you just get so sick of it. You're like, I'm good. That's why I love having like civilian friends who don't do any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yep. Just easier Absolutely. that way. And I end up too, like, I will, I mean, I'll call myself out for that. But like the other day when I met some dude who was prior military, like, you know, you ask him a few questions and then later on, I'm like, let's, I was like, don't make this whole conversation about the military. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is. I like, I guess it is one of those things where it's good on like a first date because it's an easy like connection point. Sure. So it's not a whole lot of awkward silences because you have plenty of things to talk about. So in that sense, it can be a great tool. Yeah. But I'm not dating, I'm not dating military like, men anymore though. Well, and I can go on and on about that <laughs> and that reason why. <laughs> Which I still think that it's bullshit. I will forever say that it's bullshit. I, in and my, I agree. and again, it's my experience. <laughs> That's the thing is, well, cause you have, you, we each have types, but I guess my thing is if you keep 
like I keep playing with fire and I keep getting burned. So I'm done playing with fucking fire. And that's particularly with them. And I, and I'm not going to group it up and say every military guy is the same. And I'm not going to say that every military guy is going to cheat and every military guy is a shit bag. I definitely don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot of really great men out there, even particularly in the military who are like some of the highest quality dudes ever. I just don't feel like going through all like so many of them again to this, you know, when I feel like it's already a really small pool. So yeah. for me, I'm trying something different with the civilian realm. But you can't say absolutely no military men could ever. Cause what if the best fucking one pops out of the woodwork and he's just like Prince fucking charming. Are you going to miss out on him because you lumped him into this group of douchebags? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wrong answer. I know because I've been turning all of them down. The minute I find out a guy's military, he has anything in his profile or whatever. I'm like, bye. Bye. See, that's not fair. Like the firefighter who fair. the firefighter who I just was talking to a little like, you know, I was like, yeah, and he's a really nice guy. Yeah, Well, so far, like after talking to him for a few hours, sure, everyone's nice. But then like, you know, he was talking about he was in the army and I was like, oh, I was like, damn it. Yeah, but you actually really liked a lot of like his personality and the way that his open mindedness and all that shit. It was open mindedness when it came to sex. Yes. <laughs> Okay, but that's still a big ass part of a relationship, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's I don't know. I love me some military. I know men. you do. That's why. <laughs> but that's the thing, too, is like you and I are like so opposite in similar, like in certain ways, like when it comes to guys now, which is good. It's fine. Oof. I love a zaddy in uniform. <laughs> still- love it. Love that shit. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving myself a little break for right now. So I get it. But here's the thing is like, if a guy was to meet me, right. And be like, yo, you're fucking legit. And then find out I'm military and be like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do that anymore. Yeah. I would understand if really, if he's had, if he's been cheated on by almost every female in the military that he's ever been with, has had some pretty toxic relationships with females in the military. I would totally be understanding now, selfishly part of me would be like, I would love to prove that wrong. Yeah. But I just think that that, I don't know. I, I completely disagree just because I think that it's never okay to blame your exes and like, put their shit on a new person. No, I agree with you that. Know, so if a guy was like, oh, you're military, so I know. Or like, I I hear all the time how me being like a veteran and being a fucking horse girl, that those are like red flags. Like there's so many guys, like when I was on the dating apps who were like, swipe left if you're a horse girl. And I was like, what the fuck? So like, oh I, yeah. Okay. So, because we have like a reputation for being crazy and all that shit. So it's just like one of those things where I guess it just kind of fries my ass where I'm like, okay, just because I was a female in the fucking military does not mean that I fucking slept around, which that's automatically what like sure. almost every guy fucking assumes. No, and also right. just because I'm a barrel, I'm a barrel racer does not mean that I'm sleeping around. So it's just frustrating when like, I'm used to being lumped into that category that it's kind of like you are a 
essentially lumping them into just because of your exes are trash. Yeah, I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying like I'm taking a No, I know. Yeah, I know. I totally get it because it would be the, the it would be the same thing as like some guy dating a ton of Scorpios and having like a bad whatever with it and then finding <laughs> like, out I'm a Scorpio no more and being Scorpio. like no or I don't know. But I also get two like both my exes are named Chris. I'm like I'm good on Chris's. Like I don't need a third. Like, <laughs> so I do understand like certain things. No, and, I know. And I get I know. that. But I, yeah, I will say like, if I ran across a fucking Aries, Chris, oh my God, why are all my exes Aries too, by the way? So really? Okay. So that, you know, no more, no more Chris's who, okay. If his name was Chris and he's an Aries and he was in the military, that's the only time you can say no. <laughs> like, okay. That's, that's so the only time you can say no. Yeah. Oh, it's very specific, but those are your two exes. Yeah. But both my ex-husbands <laughs> and both those singer guys were both all Aries. All right, so is I it, almost like it better for us to just cross Aries off the list Aries and leave so. military on it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. Sounds like it's more of an Aries issue like a, than a military I know, issue. And I'm not even an <laughs> astrology chick by any means, but like I remember someone asked and I was like, because they all have like February birthdays. I was like, what the fuck? No, no, April. Sorry, take that back. April birthdays. They all have April birthdays. I was like, hmm. It's just too too much of a coincidence. Yeah. I'm here's the thing. I won't write, <laughs> I won't like blow it off hundred percent. It's still an option. Thank I'm you. I'm just not, yes. I will still be open minded to it depending on if, you know what I mean? But purposely I'm like kind of staying away from it right now. Yeah. I think that you should just be much more selective if they are. Yes. You know, just definitely really scope them out. I think. I think the biggest thing is just not fall back into an old pattern that feels comfortable. Right. Cause like, I think that's my issue with them is a lot of them are very similar and I sit there and go, Oh, I love the way this feels. And like all these other things. And then I'm like, Oh, this is not good. Cause that's repeating history. And I don't want to do that. That's very true. I know. By the way, the next episode that we're going to do is like, we got, dude, we got some shit to talk about. We got a lot of shit to talk about. From this Austin trip. And like, love languages and like the audacity of some men um <laughs> yeah men particularly with money oh my god i know so we'll talk about those things Blah. too but we definitely wanted to have i want to talk about this a little bit um and the military i know like so many people get so excited knowing that like two vets like have a podcast and like they never talk about any of this stuff and i was like i know we will we'll do more often yeah I mean, I feel like too, if people, more people send in like their stories and things to talk about yeah, that way, it's not just like us because I don't want to, I don't want to talk about myself like that all the time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so that's what I mean. So if you guys, if you guys have certain like questions for us or if you guys have certain like topics and stories that you guys want to talk about, or if you guys just want to, I don't know, share your experience or maybe how it was working with other men or other women, good or bad, send yeah. them in. We'd love to share them. Like all day long. Yeah. Because someone can. And I definitely want to hear from men. If men who have been like sexually harassed or assaulted, mm. like, I want to know about that shit too. Yeah. Because that stuff is never talked about. I know. So, absolutely. And here's the thing we're always, like, we're always here too if you just need to talk. Like, always. Because I'm telling you, sometimes you just need to. Even though we're not professionals by any means, we're still in the ear and an open heart to, you know, and, yeah. and I know sometimes um, that might be easier than talking to a professional. So our DMs are open. If you guys ever do need to reach out, that's for sure. We have plenty of experience in the fuck around and find out 
sadly. So yeah. Yeah. That's how you learn, you know, that's how you learn the same things the hard way. <laughs> we love doing that, don't we? Dude, I love it so much. So much. Like, it's my favorite thing. I know. Same. It's like our favorite pastime. Yeah, let me see how bad I can break my heart. <laughs> let me see how bad this can turn out for me. This is, this is one reason, too, why our parents are like, are you sure the military is good for you, all you chaotic motherfuckers? Like... Yeah, that's where all the dysfunctional. You guys are stubborn and like all these things. And go. I know. If anything, yeah, it's been a good thing for the both of us, I think. Oh, the military was the absolute best thing that's ever happened to me besides my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I still. Best thing. Definitely still love it. it it's it's changed quite a bit, but I definitely still love it. And I, got, I mean, fuck, I got five more years yeah. of it, so I better still love it. Yeah. So, yeah. But those five years are going to fly by. I know. Let's hope. Look, fingers crossed for uh, that shit. Fingers crossed for that. No, you don't want it to fly by, though. Sometimes I kind of do. life is flying by. So, but then your life is fucking That's very by. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. And I want to I want to I want to stay young. I know. Me too. <laughs> A little bit. And youthful. <laughs> I know. OK, well, y'all shit. Hit us up. Let us know. We hope you guys enjoy this like, I don't know, military ish episode. Yeah, a little vent sesh. Yeah, and if you guys want us to do more, let's, like, tell us. Because if not, we'll keep talking about all the other bullshit. All day long. We'll keep talking about fucking. Fuck. Fuck. Guys are like, yes! Yeah! And the ladies are like, woohoo! Actually, honestly, I swear women, like, talk and love sex just as much, if not more, than men. Absolutely. So, we just don't... That's another thing we should talk about next time. We just don't talk about it as much because... We do openly on here, but there's so much shame. It's not acceptable. Yeah. Oh my God. God forbid. Oh, next episode. You know what we're talking about? If when a person asks you what your body count is. Oh. Have you ever had someone ask you that before? I have. Yeah. How'd that go over? Um. Did you tell so them? So not bad because yeah, I did. Because I don't have like a high body count. Oh. So I told them, but then after I was like, okay, so like, what's yours? And theirs was like super fucking high. And I was like, fuck, I wish I had known that first because I would have lied and pretended like I had like a bunch. Because <laughs> then I felt like a fucking loser. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so. But part of me is just like, what's the fucking point of asking? No, I know. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, it's the past. It's I, the same thing. It's like the past is the past. Don't put your past on like your, you know, your future or whatever. It's part of me is like, that's the past. Why is it make a difference? Yeah. We get, so well, I'm like, dude, I was fucking married forever. So yeah, that's true. Had a lot of sex, I don't even, but not with a lot of people. I don't even know, <laughs> to be honest. And I don't even want to sit there and try to like write down names or whatever. So <laughs> that's weird. I'm like, ew, why did I do that guy? <laughs> Now I kind of want to go write down names and things. <laughs> we'll talk about this next time because I did something really embarrassing and my dad found out. So, yeah. Um, I know. God. I can't wait. Stay tuned next time for the bullshit. Okay. Well, we love you and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.